We welcome Hilary Newsom in the studio today. And as an interior designer, it's really fun to hear about the, the big renovations they're doing to Plump Jack Squaw Valley, all the other Plump Jack properties that they're working on. And it's just super interesting. We touch on her passion. We touch on her approachability and a, a, just a touch of politics. All right. So, so this is great. We're just kind of catching up, Hillary, right before we started taping. And uh, this isn't your first time in front of a microphone. You've been on radio, yes. live it, it, radio. It, live radio. I mean, that's my claim to fame. Yeah. You know, seven, 750 years ago. Yeah. It was excellent. <laughs> uh, Hillary, I'm, I've got a list of questions, but the, like the begging question that I just want to get out of the way is what is it like? To be the sister of the governor. The younger sister of the governor? That was my next question. Next. Yes, Thank younger you. No. sister. The younger yeah. sister of the governor. In fact, there are no other siblings, but it's important yeah. to get that out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Facts I mean, facts. You, you can see now, if you look a little close uh, on television, he's got some gray hair coming in. Uh-huh. And this is natural. You can't it, see me, folks, but... Very natural and mine's very all natural and blonde. Very perfect. <laughs> so it's... Well, it, you know what? It's exciting. Mm-hmm. And I must say that... Um, I'm very, I've become very empathetic towards politicians because of my brother being in politics, because there's so much cruelty out there and just hate um, that I have, um, I'm much more, you know, patient with people. And I realize that while I might not agree with someone's politics, they're probably a good person. Right. I'm not going to say that about our current administration. There's the possibility there may not be good people, but I'm hopeful that they're good people. And so it's hard. You get defensive, you know, I mean, you get protective because you know how hard he's working, you know what a good person he is, you know, the sacrifices he's making with his family time, you know, and his own personal time to give and give and give. And, um, and I think many people in California recognize that and many people are, um, you know, just ready to be haters. And so from that standpoint, even though my brother's older, uh-huh, I've always yeah. sort of behaved like the older sister oh, okay. and been really protective of him. Yeah. So I'm, I'm feeling that same way now. But I'm really proud of him. And I think he's taken a great, great, great stand in the state of California, as he always has. And that leads really well into Plump Jack, because I learned under Gavin's watch, and he wasn't afraid of taking risks and standing up for what he believed in. And I think that's how I work through my business is, uh, you know, we don't want to be, you know, uh, what was it? Wallflowers, right? We want to yes. be. We want to be engaged. We want to be in it. Yeah. And that's how Gavin is. He's never. Um, he's never had any qualms about um, taking um, taking a stand and and believing in things. And would at, at whatever cost to him, that's not the important thing. It's what's best for the people. And in my case, I want what's best for the you know the guest experience. So I think we're aligned from that standpoint. Uh-huh. I was just reading something today and some old notes. Of my own that say, you know, take care of your people, and the people take care of uh, your everything else. Absolutely. And that sounds yeah. like maybe the way you run Plump Jack, and maybe the way it's, Gavin runs it, and maybe runs right. the country, or not the country yet. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I like <laughs> how you jumped there. Wow. No, I well, it's you know, for, for me, there is no employee at Plump Jack that works for for us that doesn't meet with me. Mm-hmm. I don't interview them. I interview many people, but I don't interview all the team members. But I have, um, you know, new hire orientation very frequently. And so they, they, they touch me. At some point, they connect with me. They hear my story. They understand who I am and what I'm about. Uh-huh. And it gives them, um, 
you know, an opportunity to understand our expectations. And our expectations really are that we hired them, you know, and that I want them to shine. And I want them to be themselves because I hired them as individuals whom I believe in. And I want them to give the best and greatest guest experience possible. And they understand that I work for them. So that's at the starting gate. I work for you. And in turn, you work for the guests. And that's how, um, how we set it up and we structure it. And then I have a program that I'm really... Uh, fond of and I like how you're drinking tea because it's called tea with Hillary because Uh I don't drink coffee Uh and tea with Hillary is a really important part of I think our growth and success I sit down with only up to three employees at a time Mm. and um, there is no agenda and the intention is not to discuss work it's completely oh, it to get, get to, to know, know each you. other yeah, yeah. It ev- and then there's trust later when you're sent an email hey may I share an observation with you I'd like this it'd be great if we could correct this how do you respond you know right and inevitably I think when you really get to know somebody in that sort of intimate moment and they're surprised that they're sitting with the, you know the president or the co-president of the company and I'm taking the time to get to know them inevitably work you know, comes in into the conversation. I learn about their personal core values and how they align with ours. And so it is really, um, it is important because the next time I walk into one of our businesses and I'm able to say, you know, how is, you know, your wife's pregnancy going or how was the first day of school or, um, you know, is your dog better or whatever it is? How, how was the soccer game that you played in? It's really, I think it changes the conversation between me and between them and the trust that uh-huh. we have. So I mean, don't every, don't all of us just like yearn and um, have a need for this connection? Well, that's and exactly. If it's at work. It's it's also the same rules apply. And how can I expect them to have connections with the guests if I'm not willing to do the same with them? Yeah, and that's the reality. So I really make a point. Um, of course, they're not obligated to drink tea, which is the good news for them. Yeah. The, the irony is when the program first started, and it's been you know over 12 years since I've been doing this, and you can imagine in hospitality, a lot of people come and go. So there's yeah. been a, a, you know hundreds and hundreds of people I've met. Um, but you know, at the beginning, a couple of folks sort of showed up with their purses, you know, hugged in their arms, thinking, oh, "What are you?" It was a problem. Being, yeah, my being fired. The, the information had wasn't leaked out. She just likes people, and it's part of her thing. And they were like, "I guess they got a brown little box exactly. like, at the outside of the door, packed with the staplers." Exactly. There's no. There's no. And, and so realizing this, and that word spread. No, no, no. Hillary's genuinely approachable. Yeah. Actually, the core values of honest, approachable, and passionate apply to her as well. Uh-huh. I think that really loosened things up. And now people um, will say to me, hey, when do I, when I get to have yeah, tea with yeah. you? So That's cool. Been, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And um, with the managers, I, I, I bore them with a lunch. But just the tea with the with the team, I think, is, is an approachable way of getting to know them. And it's fun. That's Awesome. Yeah. And the interesting thing about it, too, is that we've found some real experts. Um, I'll give you an example. John up at Plump Jack Squaw Valley Inn. Um, yeah. I found out he's a fabulous photographer. And now we have a lot of his photography in our rooms. Um, cool. Right. We found oh out that gosh. others are aspiring writers or others are bloggers or others are um, videographers. And so we actually are able to utilize their additional skills and incorporate that into the brand and into the Plump Jack experience. And that's been really fun is when I really get to know people's 
um, you know, their passions or their other careers. Because in a lot of cases in hospitality, they have multiple careers. And so that's that's something that I really relish and um, enjoy. And we celebrate as many team members as we can. Well, I want to hear maybe some of the listeners don't, don't maybe know how many different uh, individual businesses or within the group sure. would it be an appropriate question just to have you kind of walk us through that because there's hotels absolutely. and restaurants and absolutely so we have currently 14 um, now having mm. said that plump jack has investments in other properties that we don't currently manage any longer and we also have some fluidity so we've had some investments um, that we've exited for the right reasons because the opportunity presented themselves so recently we took over Ingleside Inn and Melvin's restaurant down in Palm Springs Um, Shopworks did the interiors we sort of tried to keep Melvin's story alive this 50 year old you know iconic um, property this restaurant that was brought alive by Mel Haber. We wanted to bring keep that alive and uh-huh. we did that and we accomplished it and we sort of moved on after a couple of years of the renovation. So but so currently we have 14 businesses and the 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 founding business Gavin started was in 1992 the Plumcheck Wine Store. Um, so the business is actually officially 27 years old. Ah. We celebrated our 27th year last month. So it's super exciting in this world that we're in to have that longevity. Yeah. And um, so then, you know, we have the Balboa Cafe just across the street. Yes. We've had that property since 95. Of course, the business is since 1913. And the business has what? Since 1913. You, um, what do you mean? Bello it, opened in 1913. Okay, and then you guys We took it, it over in 90, yeah, 94. That was one of my questions later on. Yeah, 94. Luckily, I'm not like, I'm a script, script the, follower. I know, I feel guilty. I know, I have to go back to page five and cross that one off. Well, you can count on me to wander and meander. Okay, and good. I will happily meander with you I'm wherever you need us to go. Back to page two. Go. Like back to page two. Yeah. So the Balboa was our um, third or fourth business. Actually, Plump Jack Cafe was our second. So Balboa, can yes. you believe it? Still, it still kind of continues this thing. It's what so, is the Balboa? It's you know, something. What is it about it? It's something for everybody. I think. I think that's what makes it so interesting. Is that when you come in at ten o'clock or nine thirty in the morning on a Saturday. And you come back at 10.30 that night, you're going to see, you know, three generations of San Franciscans. You'll see tourists. You'll see, um, you know, passionate enthusiasts who are there five days a week. But you'll also see the person that arrives at brunch and leaves after dinner. Um, And their group grows and shrinks throughout the day. So it's it's just an approachable space where there's, I think it, I think it truly encompasses our core values in terms of, you know, that honesty and approachability and passion. Um, We just have, we have a lot of longevity there. Um, Lance and Brian, for example, of you know, uh, preceded me. We have yeah. many people in the kitchen that have been there for 25, 30 years prior to even Plump Jack joining. They were there and they stayed with us and have continued to be successes. So I think that the longevity of the, of the employee, I think helps people feel welcome and safe. Uh-huh. Um, yes. And we talk all the time about in hospitality, we have to have gratitude, not attitude. Yes. I love going to New York because it's quite the opposite. And that's fun too. But for Plump Jack, the gratitude and not attitude, I think is really important. And it, it, it differentiates us. We don't have, there's no pretension. We're not, we're not, uh, we welcome 
success in the neighborhood. We welcome our neighboring restaurants and bars. We love when there's more energy and enthusiasm in the communities that we're part of. And we, um, we love sharing in everyone's success, but we like to be our authentic self. We don't want to be trendy. We don't want to be, um, uh, you know, we, we don't want to be anxious about, oh, great, with this, it's the great, you know, uh, pineapple craze and we need to get on this pineapple craze oh, and we, we just said tea, we're gonna make tiki bars are super hot right now let's do a tiki bar well yeah noodle balboa bars there's, <laughs> there's all sorts of opportunities but we just want to be authentic. Tuesday night tiki at balboa <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by hillary exactly yes and hula you know hula thursdays it just for us just being who we are which is a great american classic american bistro that's what we are and we stay true to that you probably have an advantage because you know, spread across 14 companies, okay, no company or firm can take a loss, but you can absorb or ride things through a little bit. Has that been a help or an aid? Interestingly in- enough, they're all independently owned. Uh, okay. So they're all, they're all their own limited partnerships. Uh-huh. Um, but I think once you have a formula, and when I say a formula, I mean hiring uh, the right people and giving them the freedom to be who they are. And giving them the freedom to provide the guest with the best possible experience um, and giving them the, the right to be themselves and to be authentic. The expectation is that they're going to be greeted with that same enthusiasm and authenticity at each business. And okay. so I think that has helped us for sure. You know, in particular in 2007, 2008, we found that people, we had more bodies at the Balboa because there was this sense of anxiety oh, in the oh, world, right. but this safety in, I'm, I'm sitting here, right, I'm sitting at here in front of Lance still, and it's Brian, and it's Carla, yeah. and it's Scott. Ah, I'm safe, I'm home. Work is done. I Work is done, and, I'm, and I, I have a place to go where I feel... Um, I feel welcome and I feel safe. And so that, you know, but that comes from the, the team, the staff. I mean, mm. it's, you know, successful hospitality companies have great people. Carneros Inn, you guys ran that. We did. Did. So we ran that for 12 years. Oh, you're, you're now out We're of- no longer managing that property. So we built all of phase two. We built all the fractional units. Oh, yeah. Helped design those. We built farm restaurant. Um, the property sold. Um, and we transitioned um, over just about two years with the new ownership, um, and uh, and they decided to run it um, a bit differently than we did, and we agreed um, that we were heading down a different path, and so we exited that property after about, I guess it was all in about 14 years between uh-huh. the day we started. Well, I should, I should know because my daughter's 14, so 12 years. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so we were very um, proud of everything that we accomplished there. Um, but ready to move on. It was. Uh, it allowed us the opportunity to do some really fun, exciting projects like the Ingleside Inn, um, the Hideaway, and the Getaway in Carmel. Okay. And to do projects that we didn't have, you know, just the manpower to do, the woman power um, mm-hmm. to do. So we're we were the transition was at a perfect time for us. Yeah, one door gets right. opened. Exactly. 
Uh, I don't know about those properties. I haven't been down there. I need to get out of San Francisco, I think, down to Carmel. Well, Tell me about those. Yes, so those properties actually are an example of another sort of, we went in, we took distressed properties, we renovated them, made them fabulous, um, and successful, and we were able to find a great exit strategy for those. So one we held for five years, the other one just for two, because they were at sort of, you know, prime real estate, prime opportunities in Carmel. And um, so we just exited those properties a couple of weeks ago, actually. So super proud of what we accomplished there. Um, Actually, the general manager of those properties moved up to our wineries to stay with the brand. Um, And, you know, we're still poking around Carmel because we love the idea of bringing these distressed properties to life. That's something we've done many times and we love. That's my life. Right. Like, taking things that are, you know, beaten up, worse to wear. And making and them beautiful. Making them beautiful. Yeah. You must find and the, the sparkle in your eyes are highlighting the perfect golden locks in your hair <laughs> right now. Natural. Natural locks. locks. Natural. And unlike your older sibling <laughs> who doesn't have locks. Natural. Uh, but so, I mean, that sounds like a really... Um, and um, gives you energy. So, um, at what you're part of the design team? Or are you leading the design team? Tell me about some of those turnarounds. Yeah. So I, I am fully immersed in the brand, the the aesthetic, the all the touch points, the guest touch points, the you know down to the uniforms and the menu design. And so I work really closely with our very creative marketing team. We have a marketing VP of marketing. We have a, a creative director in-house. So we're very fortunate that we have this incredible talent. So I work closely with them. Um, we actually have several different designers we've worked with. Um, we've worked with Shopworks, who did the Carneros Inn. Um, they did a couple of our other properties, Odette uh, Winery. They did the interior of the of the hospitality room at Cade Winery. They did our hideaway getaway in Ingleside Inn. But we've also worked with Jay Jeffers, who did um, uh, our uh, Wild Hawk um, Bard, which oh, yeah, is such yeah. a beautiful space oh, in the yeah. Mission. So, and then Levitt Weaver, who's done a lot of our other properties. So we have we've had a lot of talent, and for us, it's. You know, everyone talks about sense of place, but that's really important to us as well. So we, the sense of place, though, is really important to us. And that isn't just in terms of design, but that is important, the authenticity. But it, 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 it's so much more than that from my perspective. So much um, of our success, I think, comes from being really engaged in the communities we're part, in, a part of and the philanthropy that we do. So for me, I'd say a good 25 to 30% of my time is spent on philanthropy. So the first thing that we do when we go into a new community is identify the neighbors, get to know them, get to know um, from a political standpoint, the community standpoint, and the needs of the community, um, really find ourselves reaching out and finding ways that we can be good citizens and good partners. Uh So that's been something that I'm really proud of. And when we went down to Carmel, you know, we really just you know got to know the community. I, I'd grown up going to Carmel's. We one does who lives in San Francisco. We have yeah. the good fortune of occasionally going down and 
being deliciously cold on the beach with a glass of, you know, plump jack cab, yeah, what have you. Yeah, go down to the mid-southern, northern southern California and sit on the beach and be a little chilly, but my wine is perfect the temperature. My wine is perfect, and my, my, my shawl from plump jack sport is yes. warm and... Flowing. So, exactly, my Ugg boots from the store, etc. So, no, it, it's, it's all part of... <laughs> You know, we, we sort of, we're, what's exciting about our brand is that we're experiential, right? All of it, I, t- I talk about this with our team, I say, you know, people need lodging and they need clothing and they need food and they need beverage, but they don't need our version of it, right? Uh-huh. We're the luxury. Uh, so people have to want us and we have to, we have to give them an experience that they want to return for and we have to give them gratitude for coming through our doors yeah we have to thank them they could have made a burger at home they could open a beer at home but they chose to come to the plump jack cafe in squaw valley or shop at our store instead of shopping on amazon or you know get their wine at plump jack wines in noe valley instead of safeway when they went to get their meats and so it's really about you know, about being grateful. And then again, that community piece is really important. We're doing a, a big block party, coincidentally, this uh-huh. weekend. On the 9th? On the 9th. To end child pover- childhood poverty. Well, so it's aligned with our Plump Jack Foundation. And we're, we have, I don't want to say the number of RSVPs because they told me and I was just elated and terrified at the same time. But the idea is we wanted to do something really meaningful prior to the holidays for the Holy Family Day Home and other nonprofits, but Holy Family is a passion of mine because I'm on the board. And it's the oldest preschool in San Francisco, and, and, and 73% of the families are living below the poverty level. And 23 of the families this year are homeless. So it's it's nice. mind-boggling to yeah. think in our backyard um, that yeah. there's this sort of disparity, which is real. And yet these children have a safe space from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. But I realize that a lot of my fundraising for the foundation goes to the cancer research and education. It's a very robust fundraising venue, you know, avenue that we have, but not as um, as much was going towards um, this helping break the cycle of poverty. So we're yeah. doing this big block party. Um, but again, it's first annual. It's our first annual. I like yeah. that. Yes. It, it's like my brother when he, um, Started the wine store. He, I was living in Italy at the time, but he painted on the side of the building since 1992, and it was 1992, and we all just. And every time that the building owners have repainted, they've put back up since 1992 for us. They've been uh, such good partners, and it's just isn't that great? So I really, I teased him. I love that. I teased him probably it's from funny. my from my from a payphone in Italy. I probably called him and teased him. Yeah. <laughs> Bonjour, <laughs> ciao, Gavin. <laughs> Yeah, um, but you and your husband also started Plump Jack Link Golf Classic. Yes, my hu- it's, that was really all Jeff. I mean, you know oh, Jeff, man, yeah. my husband Jeff Callan. He's a doll, um, and he three weeks after I met him, I found out my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, and I was paralyzed with with fear and heartbreak, and um, so. I shared that information with Jeff, which was bold to do. That's a, you know, that can be a real burden on a new relationship. And he shared with me that his mom was a 20 plus year survivor at the time. And he, the first thing I think out of his mouth, besides all of the, you know, we're going to get through this was I wanted to throw a golf tournament and in honor of my mother, why don't we do it? And I said, okay, I don't know how to, but let's try it. And realizing that I was in the hospitality business, I knew I know how to throw an event no. He now knows how to you know put on a golf uh, tournament, and it, we just celebrated our twentieth anniversary last May. 
Yeah. And we've raised um, over $6 million for cancer research. I've been to research. that a couple of times. I know. Thank you. It's a, well, it's a pleasure. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's I'm, fun. I'm grateful to be included. May 11th. Yeah. Is <laughs> it every year? May 11th? No, next year they, 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 we booked it for May 11th. I don't know. It was uh, just it was the weekend before is usually the weekend, but this year they, they were booked. Yeah. yeah so. During the week. It's always it's a Monday. Uh, last year it was on a Tuesday because they had the um, women's uh, PGA uh, oh. tournament there. So the course, they say, was in amazing condition. Of oh. course, I've never swung a golf club in my life, but I can throw a good party. Mm. I can drive those carts like nobody's <laughs> business. <laughs> That's yeah. an important I'm good part for like of the five day. Five holes. Okay. A strong tee offs. And then I'm like, you know. Well, I'm, out, I'm, I'm bored or I'm out of golf shape. Or bored? Play. I don't know. With all our activities on the no, course? No, uh, I threw my arm out one year, like trying to get the most miles per hour out of my friend group. Oh, dear. I mean, I didn't throw it out, but I was I was uh, laying down some heat. I don't mind say, telling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, didn't, I don't think I remember handing you that trophy, though, so oh, it didn't work. Oh, well, it, was, it was off the <laughs> charts, and I couldn't see the speed. It's almost broken. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, there's there's the new renovation going on at yeah. Plump Jack in Squaw. Squaw. And it's like a $100 million renovation. Did it already start? No, it hasn't oh. started. Okay. Um, just when we were about to break ground, and this was actually fortuitous because we would have broken ground in 19 when there was epic snow season and we oh. we were skiing till July 8th this yeah. year. But we, um, the FEMA map changed and we had to, the floodplain required oh. us to basically raise the building by about 18 inches. And it's, were you we're doing, doing all that anyway? No, we, we had underground parking, we had uh, approvals, but during the delay to actually start, oh boy. they changed um, paths. And so now we're obligated to essentially, as an architect, you know, sort of redraw um, and, and, and raise the building by 18 inches. So we're, we're frantically working on that in anticipation of a May 2020 um, teardown. Uh-huh. However... Uh, you know, it's it's a very a game small day window. kind of call. Yeah. It's a it's a very small window. Will you have to condu- condense it to do it from like May to December? Well, essentially, yes. You have to get in the ground in May to October fifteenth. So it's uh-huh. actually um, May first to October fifteenth when you can get you can move dirt, yeah. and then um, hopefully we'll be we'll we'll be on our way. Yeah. It's an eighteen to yeah, twenty four month construction. That's hard on a business. Yeah, but it'll be a full teardown. And um, it's going to be 54 condominiums. Oh, okay. We have reservations for 42 of them already, and we're not even actively selling because we put that on hold. But we still get reservations periodically because it's really going to be the premier product that's essentially the most ski in, ski out. You know, um, I love that, Squaw. Yeah. It's a beautiful mountain. I think that the KSL team has done a great job with the upgrades, and we're... You, the, their development will never be as close to the mountain as ours is currently. Um, so it's a really ideal location. It's three separate buildings, um, two, um, two freestanding buildings that are only um, condominium units, and then we'll have condominiums in a five-story building. The top floor, and I can make the reservation for you. One of them's already purchased, but the other oh, one is... The other one for it, me. Yes, it's the, uh, the penthouse. It's a five-plus bedroom with the wraparound. houses. Yeah, that's Those what are I, usually my design them. projects, but I've been needing also my own. You one. need your own. And I have a design client who's like she's come come up like one penthouse in Pacific Heights into a new one in Russian Hill, and we just like laugh 
hysterically about how oh yeah I only do penthouses well fantastic yeah. let's give her a call she, she, exactly <laughs> she's like oh I would only live in a penthouse I would never not <laughs> I <laughs> think that's a fantastic so once in a while be a little bit obnoxious hey I have a question for you okay so <laughs> I'm in a penthouse by the way in Marin because it's a, well, it's a ranch style so that's the top floor exactly <laughs> That's brilliant. It's just all in the branding, self-branding. Exactly. Um, what is the the values you keep saying? Because I've got one I want to run by you. Uh, oh, yeah. My core values. Yeah. Honest, approachable, and passionate. Honest, approachable, and passionate. My okay, that's most favorite is approachable, if I'm being honest with you. Uh-huh. And I think that's, you know, you can tell that already with uh, my tea with Hillary and the philanthropy passionate. that I do and just my... That's great. Yeah. Is it for Plump Jack or just like a personal... That's pop jacks. But, yeah. you know, fortunately, we're aligned. It's also, yeah. We're aligned. So I've got one that uh, spells out quirk. Oh, it's like a new that. word. It's a, yes, Quality, I read it in the dictionary this Elegance, time. inspiring, respect, and community. I think Ooh. it's too long. I love Quirk. it. I know. I mean, I, hang on. Yeah. We, yeah, no. Queer. Well, I, you know, my consultant, and I'm going to save you $8,000 right now, said three. Three words. only. Okay. <laughs> Quality, elegance, inspiring. How about ear? <laughs> elegance, inspiring, respect. Or it, it, they, it. You get you get sub. You get sub. Um, Elegant and inspiring in community. Hmm. I, the community, I think, can be a sub. Okay. I think that's a given. Yeah. Elegance, inspiring, respect. Respect is a nice word. Isn't that nice? In, in 2019, that's a really important word. It's an overlooked word. Uh-huh. I think it's a fantastic word. So that's just ear. Yeah, not, ear. Well, E-I-R. Uh, yeah. It's Irish. Eeyore from uh, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, what? Eeyore from yeah, Winnie Eeyore, the Pooh. Yeah. Spelled yeah. wrong. Pooh. Dao of Pooh. Did you ever read that? No. Or Pate of Piglet? No. No. no it's I'm all gonna... about Taoism through the Winnie the Pooh. Oh. Because well, Winnie the Pooh is sort of like, yeah, if it happens, it's okay. If it doesn't happen, that's okay, too. And that's sort of Taoism. <laughs> Oh. It's neither good nor bad. It just is. It is. It is. Okay. Well, that's so very pretty. Like, look, you know, remedial reading, but you know, a good page turner on the beach when you're 22. By the way, the beach sounds like a great idea. That sounds like a great idea right now. Oh my gosh! And totally. I, by the way, I read a book recently that you've got to read if you haven't. Uh, Red Notice Red by Notice. Bill Browder. Okay. And if you listen to books on tape, which I do because I'm always in the car between Tahoe Napa and. Uh, the city, yeah. I would recommend it on tape. It's really well read. It's fantastic, true story, um, and I'm going to say no more. Okay, you're going you're gonna to call me and say Hillary Page Turner. Or, or um, I don't know what's the version of the when it's a recording. What's the version of that? Is it the audio. Turner? Oh audio. yeah, the audio. Uh, I, the forward <laughs> button. Or, uh, <laughs> um, so do you wade? Walk or like run into politics? Um, run away from? Maybe. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, there's there's only room for one one of us in the family to to uh, to dabble in politics. I intentionally stay as far away as possible. Although I'm a voter, um, yeah. obviously a committed voter, I am very much about. Um, about leaving leaving my brother to stay in his lane, and yeah. I stay in my fun lane, which is the hospitality world, food, wine, clothing. Yeah, 
You know, there, that's, I, I was talking with a friend who hosted uh, for a fundraiser for Susie. Yes, uh, okay, yeah. I, I was there. Oh, you were? Yeah, we were one of the co-chairs of oh, the White Rabbit. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. At our place. Well, there's, there's, okay, there was another one, too. Oh, that, yes. So, no, yeah. so several because and I don't she, know if she's won. How's she doing? I know when I left for L.A. or was in L.A., it was 240 points. Yeah, so I don't know. I read the yeah. So, well said. You you outed me there. So, yes. I mean, obviously, I'm engaged in politics. Oh, in I didn't even know that I was doing that. Yeah, you, that. you did that. But I'm engaged in the sense that it's I'm local. committed to the community I'm part of. You know, that's all part of it. And I'm absolutely, I, I feel you don't have a right to, you know, criticize or to have a strong opinion that you're going to voice publicly unless you're um, part of the process. And I'm very much participating. So today I was doing carpool line duty with a sweet so like fur hat that oh. you, you said your, your cousin or brother-in-law who's also at the school? Uh, my, co- my, my co-president, Jeremy Shear, okay. co-president and cousin. Oh, okay. Well said. Yes. Family um, business. And so, you know, he does it too, I'm sure. But I've got this like fur hat on and boy, the honks and waves from the kids and adults alike really was working. So if you ever have to do car line duty and that's chilly in San Francisco, fur. I, would, I would advocate for a cool hat. Well, fur cool. So preferable. cool hat. Now in 2021, I think, or 2022, you're not going to be able to buy that fur hat. So oh, hold on to it. It could have been fur. Fur, fur, fur. Yeah. Yes. No. Well, you, I'll let Jeremy, I'll have him give you a call when he ha- when he's on duty and maybe he can borrow. He can definitely, Although he can, wears gel. I don't know if that you're going to, uh, <sighs> I know. Well, well, he, well, I can get him one. <laughs> I can get him one. I'll Google it. You'll, yes, you'll. I was offering it to everybody. Oh. Offering extra ones. I was keeping that one. No, he, but, he probably noticed this morning. He's probably on online buying that hat right now. Probably. <laughs> um, so when I was in line, I was talking to a friend. This is what she said. Um, something to the effect of, like, with the crime and homelessness and everything in San Francisco, that I feel like we're going to be, be like Detroit here soon. Mm. She's really upset because we were debating within that. Susie Wan or the other chap who's less law and order. Right. And then uh, you're a local, you grew up in San Francisco. Right. Fifth so generation. Are, are the, yeah, fifth generation. Jeez, it's so amazing. Um, are the best days ahead? Well, they have to be. We have to be optimistic. Yes. So I think so. I, I'm, I think so. I don't share yeah. your view of, of Detroit. But, you know, it's a begging question, and that's why everyone's working a little bit hard and having these... I was on a plane last month to New York and sat next to a gentleman from Detroit, and he would beg to differ. He would—he told me that his city was fabulous, so yeah. I didn't—I didn't stop over, so I have no idea. But um, no, I—I—it's—it's yeah. I, I, uh, it's in peril right now. But I think we're all eyes wide open, yeah. and I think there's a—you know—a tremendous number of of intelligent people that are completely engaged and committed and these tremendous philanthropists like a Mark Benioff and other people that are really turning the dial and making a difference and, and have the means and the voice to make a difference in addition to the politicians. And that's what it's all about. It's all of us giving our, putting our best foot forward and doing our best to, to be proud of where we are. I'm currently living in Marin, but I'm committed to San Francisco because born and raised here, yeah. my family's all here, my businesses are here. Yeah. So, um, I'm invested. There's so many people who are, you know, working hard at it. It's just, um, it's a tough nut to crack. We just can't give up. No. Can't give up. I hope Susie wins. Uh, the limited time I've spent learning about her, she seems like a highly sought after choice versus the uh, opposition. I agree. And I, you know, I just recently got to know her and I'm, um, I was incredibly impressed by her, 
her decency and her approachability and just a, a very intelligent woman. And I think she'd be the great choice. So, but how did we wade into politics? This I don't is know. Shocking. So I'll go into lightning round. Do you want to do that instead? Oh, no, that scares oh, me. But only because... Do, it, do I get like five minutes to answer? Yeah. Can we, okay. It's like a lightning round, but it's more like just thunder. Oh, and that's like, the name of my, pu- my puppy. Oh, right. thunder? Yes. I like when dogs are named like, you know... Um, like Jeff or, or, like, or, or like Jonathan, like a human name, like more of a friend. Like Bar- Barbara. That's you, a, know? you know, my mother-in-law. That would get confusing. Yeah. But if I get another puppy, I will strongly consider. Do Barbaras ever go by Babs? Um, Is that a short for Barbara? I'm I I'm gonna go with only Barbara Streisand, possibly. Ah. My mother-in-law is very much a beautiful Barbara. My aunt um, was was a beautiful Barbara, but no, not Babs. Ah. Not Babs. Um, okay, so. Oh, here's a question, actually, I didn't ask you. What's downtime for the Hillster? What, the Hillster? What you, <laughs> what's downtime for you? You know, it's funny. I, um, I, someone asked me that. I, I have a really fabulous hammock. Mm. And when I get home, I sit on my hammock, and it, it usually includes a glass of rosé and maybe some book. And I love P.G. Woodhouse. I don't know if you're familiar with P.G. Woodhouse, but they're fabulous books written back in the early 1900s. I have a full collection that my dad left me, and they're very funny. Um, or an Agatha Christie. I love myself a little mystery. but um, and, it, and it's like I put up this invisible force field around me for 45 minutes. Uh-huh. That's, that's my downtime. And then the second uh-huh. it, it starts to crumble, then I'm on um, homework duty and uh, editing papers. And uh, I'm not a, much of a cook, but let's pretend I, I'm cooking dinner. Yeah. You're uh, chopping things. I'm chopping things, or yeah. usually it's, I'm doing dishes. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, mom time because yeah. I work so many hours in the day that I want to commit to my kids. Yeah. Um, you know, I have 14 and 16 year old daughters. I don't want to regret not spending enough time with them. So I'm very committed to them in the evening after my 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, and in all honesty, I'm more interested in what the downtime looks like when they're in college. Um, uh, right now, I'm all in. Yeah. I'm all in with Plum Jack. I'm all in with my husband, Jeff. And Talita and Sienna deserve what's left. And frankly, not what's left, but the pie sort of yeah. is split up. And it starts with my family, always. Yeah. yeah. Always. Um, so you grew up in San Francisco, fifth generation. So did your husband, yes, Jeff. Yes, fifth and generation. And you had a remarkable dad who was a... Beautiful father. Circuit, uh, California appeal, Court of Appeals judge. Court, yep, Court yeah. of Appeals. And, and big lesson? environmentalist. Big environmentalist. An amazing mother. Oh, my mom was amazing. She died far too young. Yeah. Breast cancer. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm, I hear you. I know it's tough. I'm sorry. Um, but what lessons might you take from them... Both the, your mother and father that you deploy to your children, to the girls. Oh, um, loyalty, and um, you know philanthropy. It's just it was just a non-issue. My mom worked for aid to adoption of special kids. I grew up with my parents while divorced best friends forever, um, falling asleep on every banquet at every nonprofit. Um, that existed for Friends of the River and World Wildlife Fund and EDF and um, Save the Mountain Lions. And so for us, it's just part of our makeup giving back. It's not a, it's not something that had to be learned. Uh-huh. Um, so the philanthropy piece is critical, but loyalty, I would say, is the most important thing. I'm very, very loyal to my, my family and my friends. And my family and friends are one and the same. 
But I can tell you this, when you come to work for me at Plump Jack and you're honest and transparent with me, I will, I will go to the ends of the earth for you. Um, and that's something I'm really proud of. I'm really proud of when I sit down in a couple of weeks and have my 20th anniversary lunch. Um, and last week when I had my 10th anniversary lunch and I'm sitting around a table with 20, 30 people um, celebrating milestones with our company, uh-huh. including myself who celebrated 23 years last month, it's a very um, joyful, prideful moment for me. But it means that there's a reason they're there. And it's not a transactional reason. It has to be an emotional reason as well. Yeah. And I think people see that about me. They see that that, that loyalty and empathy um, and gratitude that I have. Um, you know, I, I don't believe in being boastful. I believe in being humble. And I believe in being, um, you know, just working hard and, and going to bed grateful at night and knowing that every day, if I don't have some real contribution that I made to the, again, not to the world, world peace I wish Um, but to the community then you know that I've let myself down and so I think that's something that I pride myself in wow that's that's amazing you you are extraordinary you really are you articulate this so well thank you and I can tell that um, the teammates that you have at Pump Jack are are fortunate and because you've created um, a loving uh, community within the group of people and that's that's what um, keeps people around, and that's what keeps them getting up in the morning and working hard for your your patrons. That's amazing. It comes uh, out easily. Thank you. I'm really grateful, though. I have this amazing team. You know, they threw me. This is one of the most extraordinary things. My team threw me a surprise party at Plump Jack for my anniversary. Not this year, but a couple of years ago. And what what an extraordinary thing that I walked in thinking it was an interview. And in fact, it was, you know, 75 members of my team saying surprise. And I said, surprise for what? Uh, Uh, Because my birthday wasn't anywhere near. And they said, for your anniversary. And I just, I was so touched by that. I was so touched. And I thought, okay, I've, I've accomplished something in my lifetime. I'm, you know, to be able to have touched these people, but they, they give so much back. I'm so lucky. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so should we, should we hit the lightning round? Let's do it. Okay, so favorite SF restaurant? Balboa Cafe. Okay. Well, okay, how about outside of... <laughs> Next question, Balboa. Check. Got you. Okay. What about... Um, so I grew well up... Said. This might, you know, maybe controversial, but I grew up with my father going to North Beach Restaurant. And, the, the you know, if, if you go to North Beach and you're fortunate enough to have been going there for, in my case, 45 years... And you just can order, like, you know, Lorenzo's since passed. But it was back in the day, it was Lorenzo just bring us food. Uh-huh. I've never had better pasta. Uh-huh. So I will say that I'm still a raving fan um, of North Beach. I feel my dad's presence there. Uh-huh. Um, and I just have all this history there. It's yeah. Real milestones were celebrated there for me. So it's one of my favorite restaurants. But, but my other favorite restaurants are neighborhood places. I just... I love, you know, neighborhood places like Capanina or, um, uh, you know, places that aren't pretentious, that are just real people working really hard and providing great food and good wine and good pricing. So I, I just like that authenticity. And so year after year, you kind of see the same uh, people working and that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, it is. And, restaurants. You can, yeah. There's a few. Right? And then yeah. if I want to spoil myself, I mean, I love Gary Danko or Acarello. There's great places, yeah. but for me, it's just about, you know, going to Parma. 
right off of Chestnut Street. Uh-huh. And, you know, like, ran into the owner while he was on his motorcycle four week, weekends ago in Marin and waved and remembered that I hadn't been there in a while and needed, yeah. needed to go back in because he knows that I love a pasta that's not going to be on the menu tonight, but he'll make it for me anyway. Those are the kind of restaurants I love. Awesome. Um, what do you eat if you're hungry at 2 a.m.? Well, luckily I'm a good sleeper and sleep through the night. But, I mean, who doesn't love a good... Uh, a good piece of parmigiano you know i mean i lived in italy so for me you can see this italian theme i said caponina and parma right yeah, i don't know yeah. we don't have an italian restaurant yet but i mean if, if, there's you, still there's it's, it's eminent <laughs> well it's funny Lori puts it on my you know Lori, my best friend she, yeah. she says to me after i have my my first child she said what can i bring you and i said the largest piece of parmigiano and bread that you can find at luca deli she said i'm on it yeah. <laughs> so yes that would be what I would if I woke up in the middle of the night, which thankfully I don't. Um, are you chocolate cake or creme brulee? Oh, chocolate cake. Excellent. Yes. Um, okay, with design, because I know you're going you're to have your hand in these new yes. renovations of the Pump Jack facility and all the ones down in Carmel that have been uh, since created. And, uh, but brass, or actually let's go a little more detailed, brushed brass mm-hmm. or polished nickel? Well, I love, currently love brushed brass. I think it's so beautiful and with the navies, etc. but I'd probably be more traditional and go with the polished nickel because there's going to be a lifespan on the on the polished brass, right? And, and there's, I think, probably, I would probably tend to be, I, I, the, the good news is when you're 27 years in business, you can see, you know, you, you, you can see the future, right? So for me, I like to say, what is this going to feel like and look like? in 15, 20, 30 years. And so I feel like I might get a little more bang for my buck on the nickel, sorry. No. It's okay. The, um, well, brush brass doesn't have to be in all the hardware. It could also be in a light fixture or an accessory. It's pretty magnificent. It's pretty, well, you're, you know what, they're tied. You, yeah. you okay, forget. No, I, no, I, I, I strike, you, I strike you up your from case. the record, your honor. <laughs> um, Wait, are you redoing my house? Cause I'm all in, whatever you say. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, we're doing brass everywhere. <laughs> Except for some places are polished, but nickel. Awesome, because it's more classic. And I agree. Forever. What does it look like in 15 years? I also see distance. Okay, uh, walnut or dark stained oak? Dark stained oak. Okay. Um, traditional or contemporary? Oh, gosh. I mean, how come you didn't send me these earlier? I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm all prepared. This is the thunder round. Oh, I'm sweating. Round. I'm sweating. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, some, honestly, this woman some water I am traditional, but I love contemporary. But I'm, I'm probably more traditional. And a favorite music to dance to, is it Madonna or Cyndi Lauper? Oh, Madonna. And what about Beyonce or Rihanna? Uh, Rihanna. And then what is the favorite room in your Casa del Newsom? Well, it's... Favorite room in your house? Yeah, no. I, uh, that was uh, Spanish. I didn't know if you... Grazie, you know. no. Capisco. <laughs> Italiano, but oh, not Spanish. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. my favorite room in Casa Newsom is my hammock outside. All right, full circle. Full circle. Honestly, I'm so grateful to you. I miss seeing I, you. I'm, likewise, you're funny and fun and inspiring and soul and loving, and it's really cool to Thank sit down you. with you. Hopefully, I'm authentic. That's what and I. Authentic, know. yeah. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really grateful to be here. I'm honored. Thank you. Oh yeah, it's a pleasure. Okay. Cheers.